This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And then you could sense their passion, you could sense their vision, and pretty quickly uh, the excitement became contagious. And as this thing took on a more real scope, um, you dug in a a bit more and and saw how much they have, uh, both on the court, off the court. And uh, I think it's a team and organization that, um, it's best days are in front of us, and hopefully, I, again, I, I get out of the way, hope I don't mess it up too much, but um, there, there's a real sense here that this place can do something special, and I hope I can play some small role along with people up on the stage. Okay, let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why, don't, why don't people just say the truth when asked? So the question, I think, for that answer was like, you know, what, you know, what did you see about the organization or – you know, there was like three different questions. For, and by the way, Mackie and Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy Speculation, whatever you need us for here. Um, Tim Connolly introduced yesterday as the Timberwolves' new president of basketball operations. And there's like three or four questions about how, hey, was it a tough decision? Or, you know, what, what made you choose the Timberwolves? And the correct answer is they doubled my salary. <laughs> they gave me $40 million over five years to leave the Denver Nuggets and the Cronkies didn't come close to matching it. I'm also excited about some of the other things the Timberwolves have going to, but right. isn't, I mean, that's, that's what happened, right? And it's great. And that's what the the Wolves have to pay a Wolves tax based on 30 years of just absolute embarrassment for the most part to get a guy like Connolly. And the fact that they did it is amazing. I love it, but it's so weird listening to some of those questions and answers like, so, you know, what did you see in the Wolves organization? Well, I saw that. Well, first of all, second of all, and third of all, I saw bags of cash. That's what prompted right. this discussion. Right. With <laughs> with an opportunity, if the franchise does well, to get more cash right. from yeah. the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Well, explain this then off that point. How do you how do you explain Glenn Taylor saying Tim Conley was not like I was doing some searching myself? But Tim Conley was not on my list. And then A-Rod eventually says, yeah, you know what? Glenn led this thing. And Conley at one point said, and and this is the problem with if you're going to, if you're going to lie, be on the same page. Because Conley had said when we first met at Lori's uh, place, condo in New York. So, which is fine. Like, Mark and A Rod, which is what you want. This is by what the want. way. Yeah, I love it. Just this Glenn, is what you want. Glenn just needs to. We need to stop with this facade that, like, oh, it's Glenn's. Or, no, why no, are no. we doing this? Glenn, just go over here. Put a sweater on. Just go sit over here, and right. and we'll we're gonna bring put, you a top candidate. We'll drive him down to freaking Mankato, 
and uh, and we'll eat some homemade but food or whatever. Why, like, and that's the way it played out, and that's how it should play out. Why is but a rod man? You've had some problems with the truth previously. No. Like, don't like like don't even don't. Why are you saying? Well, Glenn led the way. I mean, the quote, Glenn by the, just way, the, said, the quote was Glenn led the way, and we followed. And then you and then they panned to Glenn, and he's he's not leading anything. Come on now. And Glenn just said. <laughs> Tim Connolly was not on my list. I didn't think he was available. And then he admitted he called the Cronkies to say, because basically Conley's contract said he didn't have to tell the Cronkies immediately, right? So, like, the whole thing was actually done in a very sly way, but but I admire it because Wait, his is contract that, was his contract. Is that, and let's, let's just, and I, you and I both have, I literally have a handwritten notebook full of things from that press conference, just very Judd Zolgad-like, so I we like should just, just go around the room and give observations yeah, sure. on the press conference and anyway, we'll get to write that down predictions. Is that the way, right. as you understand it, is that the time, so, so I, I found it really interesting that they flew Tim Connolly out to New York City. A-Rod and Lori. They hung out at at uh, Mark Lori's penthouse New York City apartment, and they just talked basketball for hours. And And in that conversation, Connolly said, listen, if if you're talking to other candidates and they're telling you that they bat 1,000 on their draft picks or their free agency moves, they're not. They're lying to you. Right. I think the humility was really stood out, right? He's saying, hey, you guys already have a great thing going here. I'm just going to try and play a small part of it, even though he's going to play a huge part of it. Because to get to the next step, there's big moves that need to be made. But but did they, to your understanding, this is the timeline I pieced together. Glenn, you know, they had to go to Glenn first and say, "Listen, let's embark on a search here." And maybe this was months ago. Let's go. Let's go big big game hunting here, Glenn. What who's on your list for big game hunting? They've done a they've done a brilliant job of managing up, so to speak, here, right? Just like keeping Glenn involved, but being the sharks that are actually making the moves within the organization. And yeah. and Glenn is empowering them to go and make these moves, and it's great. Um, so Glenn has a list that doesn't include Tim Connolly. These guys somehow sniff around and find Tim Connolly is open and available. They fly him out to New York City. Do you think that conversation in New York City happened before they even went to the Nuggets and said, oh, this is a thing that's happening? Or do you think they went to the Nuggets beforehand and then flew him out to New York City? Total guess from what Do- Doogie has told us, which I think is a pretty good play-by-play of how this all transpired. I think that they went to Conley and and sniffed around and found out that that his contract didn't say because the Nuggets are cheap. So I think that they found out that his contract said he can talk. And then they probably called Tim Conley and said, how would you like to earn a lot more? And Tim Conley, who doesn't strike me as a stupid human being, said, I'd love to. Um, And so what I think they did was, and I think the reason why they took him to New York was to start the process. And then my guess is in reality, after the process started and Conley probably said, yeah, I mean, this looks like a great opportunity. I love my guy, Finchie, who like me called him Finchie, Finchie? about 87 yeah. times. Yeah, he loves, Finchie. um, uh, Love I think he said, I think he said, yes, this sounds, this sounds great. I think then what transpired was, A-Rod and Lori told Glenn, and they're they're like, we are talking to Tim Conley. And Glenn, of course, picks up the phone and calls his friend Cronky and says, is this okay with you? These guys are total sharks. This is why I'm saying this might might not end well for Wolves fans, because these guys aren't going to sit there and Why won't it end well for Wolves fans? Because they they want, as Patrick continues to say, he's right, they're going to want a new building, and if they don't get it, they're going to threaten. Well, and, but that's but that's partially on. Listen, 
That's and partially sharks. on the city. If the, if the city wants the Timberwolves, yep. we're going to have to pay some but money what I'm for saying, arena. What I'm saying is this is an example of how these guys are going to work. But what makes it good is they are going to work to win. Which yes. This, which this franchise has not done consistent. Aside from Flip's second tenure here, which, of course, and ended tragically. But, I mean, Flip had a Flip had an idea. Uh, beyond that, it's just been a hodgepodge of nonsense, and these guys aren't going to put up with that. And it's very nice, just like it's nice to see the Vikings 2022 get, get an offense that makes sense, right? Oh, my God, the offense makes sense now. It's 2022. It's not 1995. Um, I think that the Wolves are going to be updated. They're going to go through an update. And it's going to take some time because they're like at a 1.0 and the computer is now 10. So it's going to be an update that's going to take some time to run. But these guys, I think, went to Conley and said, here's what we want. And my guess on Glenn, like, like let's just play this entire thing out because that thing yesterday was nonsense. My guess on Glenn is that Glenn wanted to promote Gupta. Uh, in, in fact, Sachan, uh, the only, he was there, not, of course, at the head table or up on the uh, um, stage. But the last thing I saw before I left was Sachan con- talking to Glenn and Glenn's like patting him like, it's okay, buddy. Uh, so I think Glenn said, you know, Gupta's cheap. Gupta might be good too. Yeah. Like, so, but anyway, um, this is the new Wolves. And for better or worse, it's going to be a lot more interesting. We're going to we're gonna play a couple of clips here in, in a couple minutes. Just, you know, the thoughts on Cat and D'Lo, the, you know, the, the Timberwolves as a free agent destination. So we'll get to those in a second. But I just I want to make one thing very clear here about Glenn Taylor. His input at this point is completely ceremonial. I get that he's the owner, mm-hmm. but his input matters zero to me and should matter zero to Mark and Alex. Other than just like, hey, we still haven't come up with all the money. Like, we haven't made the full transaction yet, so we have to run everything through you. Right. But Glenn, now Glenn hasn't come up completely empty in 25 years on decisions. He has made some good decisions, but his batting average as an owner for running a professional sports team is as low as anyone in my lifetime. But because he's a nice guy and he's one of us, he's a Minnesota guy, he's a nice guy, he cares, and he sits at all the games and, you know, he's... He gets along with the media and stuff. People don't hammer him as much as they would if he was a jerk and a quintessential. Like Stan Kroenke's a jerk. And so St. Louis has, you know, they, he moved the Rams from St. Louis to L.A. They've been hammering him for years. You know, uh, Donald Sterling was a jerk with the Clippers. And you can name a bunch of, like, the Cleveland Browns owners have been jerks over the years. Glenn's a nice guy, and so we tend to say, oh, it's him and Becky, and they're nice. They have sabotaged this organization. For decades. And so let's start by just giving some applause for these new Shark Tank owners that have come in here. Whether they're whether they're going to be nice guys or not, yeah. as Bill Guerin would say, it's about winning. Yep. These guys came in and most press conferences when you know when you introduce new minority owners in this case or whatever, it's it's all it's all BS and it's all lip service. These guys came in and said, we're going to go big game hunting. We have a list of, we want to be first class. A-Rod said, we want to be world class, first class, and everything. Okay, well, we'll believe it when we see it. They just checked off the most important box in that front office, the guy who runs basketball operations, Mm -hmm. and they hired one of the five most, I would say, sought after and respected hobo minds in the NBA. I mean, there's like the Pat Riley tier, but Tim Connolly is on that second tier. 
And so this hire doesn't happen if it's just left up to Glenn Taylor. Oh, he doesn't talk to him. Glenn no. doesn't call him. Correct. I, and, and my single biggest takeaway in retrospect from what we saw yesterday is this. I am super excited to see what happens when Lori becomes completely comfortable. Because he's not yet. Because um, I'm curious. Like, there's a lot more there. He's trying, I think, to be to defer to Glenn right now, which I'm with you. I, I absolutely hate. Like, if Glenn has to be, I get Glenn's been around, but come on. He didn't do a thing here. Um, but when Mark Laurie has complete control, I'm really curious. Because there's, watch him, and you can see there's a lot churning. Like, he's thinking, he's thinking a lot of things he's not saying yet, and I am so curious what those things are. Yep. Uh, another observation, too, you already kind of mentioned it. The relationship between Connolly and Finch goes back to the 2016-17 season when... It's Finchy, it's Finchy <laughs> Phil. Finchy. Sorry, Finchy. 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 It's Finchy. He calls him Finchy. When Finchy was the associate head coach for the Nuggets, 2016-17, and they have a great relationship. I mean, he was just, like, giddy talking about Finch and Finchy and... Somebody asked, I think Finch was there, you know, maybe speaking in a little side session with reporters. I don't know if you were yep. part of that side scrum, but yep. he went to a side scrum. And uh and he said when he was asked, you know, what was your part? Did they did they talk to you about this at all? And he said, Yeah, I said, Well, you know, if if you talk to him, you're gonna want you're gonna want him. You're gonna want to hire him. So I love that these guys are on the same page. There's not gonna be any questions about, oh, is Connolly gonna want his own guy? Well, this this kind of is his own guy. They work together in Denver. For years, Dex. Let's also uh, let's play a couple of these clips here. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest decisions they have to make from a personnel perspective is the cat max extension and a uh, super max extension, and then D'Angelo Russell is going into a lame duck contract year after just a putrid playoff performance. And I'll preface this by saying Tim Conley just walked into the building like a week ago, and so he wasn't about to get up there at that press conference and say, and he even said, I would be lying to you guys. If I had any sort of thoughts on what to do with this roster right now, these guys have been in draft prep mode. So I'm just going to sit back and observe. And I believe him when he says that, I don't think he's going to come in here and just start slinging trades around, but this is what he said when asked about the two most important uh, veteran players on the Wolves roster. I think the best thing we can give cat is stability. He's a guy that's seen a lot of different faces on the sidelines, a lot of different faces in the front office. I think with stability, you'll see a better version of himself. Um, D'Lo is, you know, had a wonderful year. His his big shot making ability allowed this team to win 46 games, and you know he's a guy that can streak score the best of them. Um, you know, so I don't know what or how our roster is going to look like on draft night or in the free agency, but certainly this team doesn't win 46 games without the contributions of both, and it'll be fun to get to both guys. What does it mean to you how, if you truly listen to that, how there's uh, just a line drawn between the cat portion and the yeah. D-low portion? Cat, he's talking about, the way he talks about cat is because he says he needs stability around him. He's speaking about cat as a pillar who needs things mm-hmm. around him, which is fair. I, I have questions, obviously. Go back and listen to our Game 3 event line about cat's personality and maturity and all these things. But as an overall player in the year that he had, he and his age and everything, I mean, he's the guy that you build around. And then, and then with D'Lo, he calls him a streak scorer. Streak scorers. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the roster is going to look like, but Hey, you know, credit to those guys. You're right. There is the way that he spoke about each was cats going to be here. 
D'Lo, maybe we're well, going to have to have some tough conversations and see where things go. And keep in mind, too, Finchie benched D'Lo in the final quarter of Game 6, the deciding game. Yeah. That's not, that's not a, hey, let's move on now, move. That is a move. That is a statement. That is a, you are one of our, in, in our opinion, you're supposed to be one of our best players. And in the most important game where we're trying to stay alive, we're benching you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that I think that move probably didn't get the proper respect that it deserved as far as being a huge discussion point of when the coach does that. And the coach, by the way, is in control. And the coach is coming back seemingly with the full support of the Pobo now. Um, that's not a small move. That is a huge move. Yeah. Yep. And those guys are going to have all those conversations, too. The other thing he mentioned, the 46 wins that th- this team wouldn't have gotten to that 46 win mark without Cat and D'Lo. And, and that's the next conversation here, which is 46 wins is great for the Timberwolves. They've only, I think the only time they've ever, I think they won 48 or something with Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau and that whole group four years ago. So it's been almost 20 years the last time they won this many games outside of 2017. But 46 and 36 isn't the end of the tunnel here. It's not... You're not going to win the NBA championship unless there's some extreme circumstance. Like, you know, you lose LeBron James for half the year and you grind your way to 46 wins. Like, if your goal is to win championships, which sounds crazy to say when we're talking about the Timberwolves, but that's what these guys are thinking. You don't hire Tim Connolly for you know, double the salary. Right. You know, Mark Laurie and Alex, and, and Alex Rodriguez in their business and sports careers, it's about champion. It's about building a company that sells to Amazon. Building a company that sells to Walmart and then building Walmart's e-commerce system, right? It's all these big things, billions of dollars, building a city of the future, Tolosa. These guys aren't thinking, let's keep winning 46 games and see what happens. They're talking about world class and top of the line, which, again, sounds crazy in the same sentence and paragraph as Timberwolves. But who are the players that are going to get you from 46 wins to 50 to 55 to potentially 60 wins, right? How many teams are winning championships without getting to the 50, 60 plus win mark in the regular season? And does D'Lo at $30 million fit into that? Does Cat long-term on a Supermax contract paying him $50 million a year in a salary cap world fit into that? I don't think they're going to cut bait on Cat this offseason, but it's, it's one thing to go from 20, 25, 30 wins to 46 in playoffs, and that's a huge leap. And then there's another huge leap they have to make tough decisions on here going forward. And right or wrong, so a very interesting offshoot of that entire discussion is this, and this is being driven by Laurie and A-Rod, but it's worth listening to because I think that it comes from a place of absorbing what's gone on on here. It's sort of cliched, but they both referred to the Wolves building a world-class organization yesterday. If you recall, that is the exact words the the Wolves used when they got here. These guys aren't dumb. They've gone to school on the fact that when the Wilfs arrived in 2005, they had the Metrodome. They had Winter Park. They were basically a mom-paw shop, like the Vikings were. They had, their practice fields had problems with weeds growing. Like they were, it it was a pile of crap. And the Wilfs, to their credit, don't have a Super Bowl yet, but what do they have? They've got a new stadium. They've got a practice facility now that's absolutely state-of-the-art gorgeous, right? And, and like, these are all 
their mind, and I think it's probably correct, these are all the ways that you take the steps towards becoming a championship team that people want to play for, which is incredibly important. Mike Tice said that, that when free agents used to come in, they would take them out to dinner first and try and get them drunk to then give them the tour of Winter Park. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that bad. So the, the point is, it's interesting that A-Rod and Lori have gone to school on the words that the Wilfs used because the Wilfs ultimately have gotten what they wanted and felt was necessary to build a team that went from a monpa shop to a team that at least gives itself a competitive advantage now. I think that's all worth cuz cuz like when you use th- those w- words and you know, I know they can be considered clichés, Phil, but there there's also something there. There's also a reason why. And I think it's because they've seen exactly what the Vikings did. And in a second here, you'll hear from Tim Connolly about Minnesota as a free agent destination, but we have found the best destination for getting a sweat on games. The best, easiest way to play fantasy sports, either just nightly if you're looking for a fun sweat or season long. Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com and the app. So, uh, you know, we got got some big hockey and basketball playoff series happening right now. Oh, yeah. And so, for instance, you could go in and play the Pick'em games, which can win you up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog makes it super easy to pick over-unders. You can either fade your least favorite players or you can uh, you can get a sweat on your favorite players 20 times your money, up to 20 times your money in one night. So easy, Judd can use it. Yes. Dex has been in there just rocking and rolling. Oh, yeah. Golf. Every, every day. Games, every know. day I'm putting something in Underdog. It's great. I love it. It's a freaking blast. And you can uh-huh. use the promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, which helps us if you want to help us. And uh, it'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit. So check it out. It's a blast. Underdog Fantasy and the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, Speaking of golf, Declan, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the Meadows here for a second. Yeah, the Meadows at Mystic Lake, an award-winning 18-hole public golf course located in Prior Lake. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. Uh, They also have great instruction programs from PGA Teaching Professionals. And go check out their pro shop. You know, a lot of the times when I go to go golfing around the Twin Cities, you know, there, there's you know, maybe a glove or two and there's a sleeve of balls. No, at, at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, there's a full service of shirts and swag. I like to look good when I golf. That's my most important fact. So I can do that at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Go check them out. Book your tee time now at GolfTheMeadows.com to learn more. It's GolfTheMeadows.com. All right, let's hear from Tim Connolly on, I think it was Joe Schmidt, our friend from uh, downstairs, Channel 5, was asking about, you know, hey, how do you lure free agents to the cold upper Midwest? Here's his answer. I think that the best chance we have to make this a destination city, and there's, we have to be realistic. There's certain, certain players aren't going to want to come to certain parts of the country. There's a reason these coastal cities have a leg up. But what you can help develop and help add credence and definition to is your, your culture and your organization and the wins and losses. And what we saw last year was a team that was trending in the right direction with full organizational buy-in. Uh, you're not going to find a more talented couple of players in the league than what we have in this roster. I love the I love the, the honesty there. Miami, Los Angeles. You're sorry, if there's a and, and the Wolves could easily have if they play their roster right, like fifty to sixty million dollars in cap space next summer. Well are you going to land let's say there's two top free agents out there that are all super max eligible. Mm-hmm. You know 
you're probably not going to be the first team on their list. But the only way to get higher up on the list is to win games and to build a great core and a great foundation so that on the off chance somebody is open to it and you got the cap space that you can make it happen. But the Wolves of the last 18 years, no chance you're going to get top free agents to sign. So let's dissect the press conference too, um, because I think with Conley, so like, like, because if you take every answer and try and break it down, you don't know for sure. But here's what I liked from just a dissection standpoint, and that response elicited exactly what I thought was positive. Tim Conley's been doing this for a long time. And, you know, a lot of guys who just start show up and try and give the answer that they think is appropriate, that they think is smart, and they are clearly rehearsed, right? Gerson was rehearsed. He had the kids come up. You know, we're a family. Big Bad Tibbs, who he now works with, is gone. Um, What I liked about Conley was you could sense he's been there, done that. Denver, right? I mean, guys weren't flocking to, hey, I'd love to play for the Nuggets. Um, So what I liked, what I sensed just from having been to a bunch of press conferences like that was I liked the assurance that he had of, I've done this before. Like, I can't tell you. I loved when he said, I'd be lying if I said that I had a plan right now. Because the new guy would never say that. If you were new to that job, oh, I got a lot of thoughts on my plan, right? Because you've been rehearsing that part. So, like, just as a dissection of what he said, I like the fact that it's a guy who has stability in what he knows and probably just as importantly doesn't know, and he basically was sharing that. He just seems very comfortable in his basketball skin, he's right? he's done this, yeah. It's the he's same like, job. He's like, yeah, you know, we found uh, Jokic in the second round, and we found all these other great role players, you know, without having a lot of lottery picks, and we win a lot of games in Denver and went to a conference finals, and yeah, I'm, there's still another rung for him to climb, you know, get to a finals and win a championship as a pobo, but yeah, he's very, you can tell he's very comfortable in his path to this point. He doesn't, he didn't feel the need to get up there and justify his worth or existence. He's also... <laughs> He's also coming to the Timberwolves, so it's it's not like sure. he's taking over the. If if he was taking over the Lakers or something, he might feel more of a need to overproject a little bit. And he was know, the most. Oh, this com- is my, validating why he's there. I thought he was the most comfortable person on that stage. Well, Glenn couldn't figure out how to turn the microphone on. So yeah, and like, and Mark's not <laughs> totally comfortable yet, and A Rod's just uncomfortable. H- Horton, very comfortable. Our yeah. friend. Horton. If you include Alan Horton, yes, the, he's the, the most comfortable. The combined net worth on that stage, including oh, yeah. Alan Horton, was four to five billion dollars. Billions. billions yeah. Well, Horton, Horton's raking it in. Yeah, I love me some Alan Horton. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, maybe get Glenn a microphone that just is on. God, oh, it infuri- guys, it's one of those uh, little nitpicks in my, you know, working in audio and all that stuff. Like when a microphone doesn't work. In a press conference, in a setting like that, it just it it infuriates you were, you were me. Triggered. It you triggered. You triggered me. right off it, the bat. It kills <laughs> but, me. But you know what? But you know what? Glenn and this is where Phil's right. Glenn was set up there to fail. Yes. And so, and, but but that's where Phil's right. Make it ceremonial, like Glenn Taylor. Applaud him all you want. Bow down. He's done a great job. If that's true or or not, it's not true. But my point is, like, don't treat him like, hey, here's a mic that we're going to give to. Mark Laurie, too, who's young and, a, you know, a billionaire and a tech guy. Like, they set him up to fail. That's what frustrates me. It's also, that. it's it's hilarious, too. There was a moment where somebody asked about the ownership stake. Because there's been a lot of reports Doogie that, hey. It was Doogie. Okay. 
He's yeah. coming over. He's they're going to double his salary and, and give him an ownership stake, which could yeah. mean a bunch of different things. And uh, and and Connolly said, "Listen, I ba- I barely understand this stuff. I'd rather not. I'd rather not talk." He gave kind of a great like, "I I I don't even understand this stuff. Yeah. I, I'd rather just not talk about it." And Glenn goes, "Oh, can I?" And he's got to figure out how to turn his microphone on, and he leans over and really? says, "You know, he gets a." Uh, it's like a bonus program. He, he a lot gets of people a, like a it. lot of people have bonus programs. Is the wolves do better than he'll do better? And he looks yeah. over at him like, right? Yeah. And Lori's <laughs> like, dude, I can't wait to be in charge of this entire thing. <laughs> it's like it's a bonus program. Like, he will be. Yeah, people have bonuses. All right, let's get this <laughs> Christmas bonuses, Thanksgiving <laughs> bonuses, Easter bonuses. Oh man. All right, let's uh, let's pause here. We'll get to some write that down predictions and an accountability session on Mackie and Judd. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down with Mackie and Judd. All right, welcome in. Actually, can we put Judd on the screen here, Dex? Where did he go? We'll throw we'll throw we'll throw Drew back in the green room. We'll get to him in a second. Hi, everybody. There's Judd. <laughs> Judd, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Uh, unfortunately, in a matter of seconds. Yep. In a matter of seconds. In fact, I will be exposed as the prediction fraud that I am by this entire platform. We don't need Judd exposing himself on the show. No, no, I said I will be exposed please, please by the platform. No, don't worry about that, you guys. I so, don't even take my shirt off. Write that down is the most innovative and dangerous segment in all of sports media because we are the only show in America, and we do it twice, also on Purple Daily, that keeps track of our predictions with statistics. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs here on the classic edition of Write That Down. We have a statistical database that goes back multiple years in Write That Down history. And listeners, if you guys want to participate, like our friend Drew is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app and we'll get you scheduled sometime for later on this summer. Write That Down today is presented in part by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Ride more, weight less, whatever you ride, a Harley Indian Metric Cruiser sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They have 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order before 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Support Dennis Kirk. Us support us, DennisKirk.com. All right, guys, let's Do get it. to the accountability session here. Let's shake things up. Judd, you had one thing come off the board here. Specificity was not your friend in this case. You said Royce Lewis will be back with the Twins at some point in June. He came back in May. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a great point. Yeah. Now, he'll be back again in June. After yeah, the but I could have said days. before July. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's tough no way around the, the, the tough the breaks. Well, I, that and, and I did not think, to be very clear, Clearly. that he would be back in May. So, like, that, that, that was done... That was um, what I would say was an informed mistake by me. An informed mistake. An informed mistake. Because I, I was intentional in my decision-making. Now yep. you're just mocking all the front offices. Yeah, it's okay. All the modern no, no, thinkers. No, I'm using their words to explain my... You guys. All right. I said the Mavs will force a game seven. I yeah. Got really excited there. <laughs> 
carry in the best. So. Didn't happen. I said Jimmy Butler will drop a triple double at some point. I don't know how triple double came that. A triple double. A triple double. Because it's Jimmy Butler. Nice job, Dex. Just so you guys know, Declan is the one that logs these. I I just read the prompt. Prompt is Burgundy. For Jimmy, that's very appropriate. A triple double. A triple double. double. That's very appropriate. Uh, I think he came two assists and a rebound shy in game six, but that doesn't count, so it's wrong. And then I said Royce Lewis will have an extra base hit in his first game back with the Twins. It'll be before June 1st. I got the before June 1st part right. but Then he crashed into a wall and banged up his knee. So, uh, All right, but let's get to the two dingers Hey-o. that came off the board here. So mm. I found something else, too. Apparently Tom Cruise had never even had a $100 million opening weekend. I what? saw in an article. Really? That seems to be a little off. But Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible didn't do? I know. I, I I, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I, call I don't either. Fake news. Either way, I said it would go over two hundred million opening weekend, and it hit two hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick. I can't wait for Friday. Swinging a drive. I can't wait. Yeah, you guys saw it last night. I, no spoilers. Yeah, no, I'll I see it tomorrow. Yep. Nope, I'm not going to. We say got takes. Okay. And then I told you guys Royce Lewis will have a three hit game, including a home run, all in the same game. And I didn't specify what level. Is it either minor yep. leagues or major leagues? Between now and next week's, write that down and swing in the drive. Mm-hmm. That was good. Nick Castellanos with a deep drive. He to did left. it again. He did it again. He did it again for the Phillies on Sunday. Did well, the some, same some, some guy was doing a Memorial Day cast. read or something. Yes. For the uh, show our respect, but, respects to those who have fallen. And, and there's a there's swing in the drive. And it was the left field. It's just so <laughs> it great. was so good, dude. <laughs> Team he's, done, he's done it like three times in total. There was one in the middle that he did as well. You know. Amazing. All right, listeners, Jason said, this is an AEW prediction, Adam Page's world title run would be shorter than the champions that came before him. He just had to outlast Chris Jericho's 180 days for this to be incorrect, and he hit 194, 197, something yeah. like that. So. Cowboy bleep. Austin said Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi will receive Calder votes. Well, Rossi just didn't he didn't yeah. factor in yeah. to that this season. And then Jay had an F1 prediction. He said George Russell's streak of top five finishes will continue this last weekend at Monaco. He finished exactly fifth. There you go, Jay. George Russell. And F1 is huge now, right? It's Yeah, it's blowing up. It's I mean, it's been off? big for a long time. It's even bigger now because of the but, Netflix series. That, okay out for a couple of years i just see it being tweeted about constantly now in monaco is the big it's you know it's like the the big glamour everyone's got their yachts up near the racetrack mm. and stuff so. i'll take your word for it dude i googled uh monaco real estate just for fun sure <laughs> and you bought already gonna need a couple more partners on board at score north to, to make that happen at some point Oh, look at that. Hey, nice ooh. week for Declan here. Declan said CM Punk will win the AEW championship at double or nothing. Look at these AEW predictions. Britt Baker will win the women's Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Some people take issue with you predicting scripted finishes, but you, know, so is you that, don't have the script. Is that because, I mean, I think the Brit, I was thinking about this over the weekend. The, I predicted the Britt Baker one before the tournament started, and she won four matches to do it. So is that enough for a home run, even when scripted television? She went on a four. I don't know, man. That's a four it's streak. Wrestling. It's basically it's true, but it's a basically a parlay. I'd say she went four consecutive matches to win the. So Judd, for context, your Britt Baker is the most popular, and and the, the the she in terms of like the pecking order of women's wrestlers in AEW, she's been number one for three years. 
So it's not surprising. She's the she's always she's the, the favorite. favorite. I, yeah, I think it's up to Phil because I don't. It's not. Nah, it's a good hit. It's a good hit, dude. Just it's a good hit. Okay. Good no. Hit. Hey, I'm just. I was just asking. Just asking. Good hit. If this was not wrestling, if there was, if it wasn't predictable in some way, so if it was real, you mean? I was curious. I was curious. It's real to me, damn it. Yeah. It's real. To it's me, real to it. me. And then you said long ago, you said on the next action movie rewind on Mackie and Judd, you said this way back, back in January, I think. Yeah, the Judd will rate the next action movie film a seven or higher, and Judd gave Top Gun a nine. So, Declan, three for three this what week, made you and think he has. That, like, what? what? Why did you think? Because, like, lots of times I'm. How can I put this nicely? Negative. So I, I made that prediction at the beginning of the year because that was when the football season ended and I knew AMR yeah. at the time I thought was going to be coming back sooner. So I just figured because we hadn't done Action Movie Rewind in a long period of time that the next movie we would review, which, by the way, wasn't going to be Top Gun. We, I just thought we would you know throw out something against the wall. But I thought because we hadn't done it in such a long time and because it's such a good staple of our show that you were going to love the first one we would do. Interesting. So okay. that was my logic. The okay. Judd Whisperer, Declan mm-hmm. Goff, and he has the season batting average up to 500 oh right oh now. Put me on Time Magazine. Rock career right With here. With nine home runs. This is by far the best performance in the first half of a season in the history of Write That's That Down. That's awesome. Judd's at 385 with four home runs. Listeners at 320 with nine home runs, and I am at 301 with six home runs. Not a bad season, go. but I am last in the batting there it average is. category. All-time, Judd with 225 career hits, listeners with 28 career home runs, and those lead the way. There's Dex. There I am. I got a photo. I got AJ to Photoshop my face onto that Rock Rock Crew picture. You should, yeah. Be good. So, all right, let's get him in here. Let's get guest listener predictor Drew. Sorry, that's totally Uh, the wrong button. That works. We'll give you this one instead. Drew, what's going on, man? Are you ready to rock this? Yes, sir. Let's get it. What's your strategy here? I'm going for dingers. Big cut. Big cut. I love it when listeners just dig their heels. The listeners all swing for the fences. All try and go deep. Yeah, you're not going to come on here like like your one or two appearances a year as a listener. You're not going to come on here and square around and Kingman, Sano, Adam Dunn. All right, Drew, we're going to start with you and we're going to go around the horn. Drew over to Judd Declan, back to me. Three trips around. Lead us off, Drew. Let's go. Write this down. All right, first prediction the Golden State Warriors will win the NBA Finals. And Steph will finally get his finals MVP trophy. Okay. Mm. All right, man. And if, that, if that's not a home run, I can add something to that. Okay. I have, so I have a very similar prediction, and I added a third thing to it to make it a home run. I think. Okay. What do you guys oh. think? Do you think this needs a third thing for a home run? I mean, he's, he's never won the finals MVP, right? Well, and the, he has it, but that, and, and the Warriors are favored, but. Um, He's favored to win Finals MVP, and the Warriors are favored thing. to win. Okay. My opinion is it needs a third thing. All right, I'll add. He will also get a triple double, a triple <laughs> and, a, and a triple double. He'll score at least one triple double as well. Okay, okay. I like I like that term. Triple double sounds actually pretty. good. A triple double is when you have like two good things in double digits and like ten turnovers. Yep. So it'd be you know twenty points, uh, twelve rebounds, and ten turnovers is a like is a it. trouble double. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, over to Judd. All right, this one will be off the board by next week. The Twins will be swept by the Blue Jays this weekend. Oh, the short-handed geez. Twins, without some of their key players, will be swept by the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend at Skydome. And then or, you will sound major alarms on the Monday statements episode. Before I do a blank first gonna, person come. 
I think it's going to affect the clubhouse. I think it's going to affect the clubhouse. Do you want to win or not is the question. You think they're going to get swept in Toronto and then there's going to be clubhouse problems? I think it's going to impact what's been a very cohesive group when when you look around and understand that some guys have picked something that doesn't involve trying to win games. I think that is a problem, yes. Okay. Write this down. Unlike negative Judd, I have a similar vein, prediction in the same vein. I will say the Twins will go 500 or better in their nine-game stretch against the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays. They have nine games. If that happens, it's on. Yep. If they can hold their own, it's on. So they'll go 500 or better in their nine. And I know it's nine games, but I'm including if there's like a you know potential rainout at Target Field, which is obviously still a factor. But 500 or better against the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays. Okay. Write this down. All right. Uh, write this down. The I'll, I'll do my NBA Finals parlay here because it's very similar to Drew's. So Warriors are going to win the series. Curry wins Finals MVP. And my third thing to make it a home run is the series will go five games or fewer. Wow. I think 538 has the Celtics as like a 75% favorite in this series. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell. But the Celtics have just played two seven-game series, yeah. just grinding these series out. The Warriors are much better rested. Uh, I don't know. This just kind of feels to me like the Warriors might be yeah. capping a dynasty here. But I, we'll see. I, so I five, have, five uh, games or fewer. I have five games or fewer, two in a prediction. And, yeah, I just I don't think – I know that the Celtics have a great defense, and they switch as good as anyone. But the Warriors I just have a great defense, too. I just don't think they have an answer for, for the Warriors. The Warriors are awesome. Write this down. All right, back over to that's Declan's basketball analysis. Thank you. All right, Drew, your second prediction. All right, write this down. The Minnesota Vikings will beat the Green Bay Packers in week one by at least seven points, and Justin Jefferson will have at least 100 receiving yards. Okay. Like it. That's that's probably because you're predicting a a win. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a, or a home run, I guess, in this case. Yeah. I like it because it's kind of a parlay. It's a win. Yeah. It's a it's a cover of seven or more, and then it's it's Justin Jefferson going bonkers. Write this down. Swinging for the fences. All right, Judd. All right. Um, the Twins will win two of the net of the six games next week against the Yankees and Tampa Bay. The Twins will win two of those games on the notes. It's three against exactly two. Yes, it's so that should be a home run. But if they're playing the Bombers and they're playing the Rays, and I think they win two with I think back to back series at Target Field. So not very successful. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Negative, negative judge. Classic out in full force today. Yeah. Negative yeah. judge. I am. I am Dude. playing the percentages when you're not playing the Tigers, <laughs> the Royals, the Guardians. Stella's uh, do- doggy ball team. That's what I'm doing. Doggy ball team. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Judd on that one. Thank you very much. Well, uh, Drew and Ju- negative wow. Drew just entered the chat. Uh, Drew's right. got a Vikings hat on. He's a realist. The- That's why I love our <laughs> listeners and viewers. He's a yeah, realist. Got a playoff game before I can put any help in him. Amen, brother. Amen, though. I agree with you there, Drew. I'm Amen. with you on that. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys thanks, know it's uh-huh. been 18 years since the Minnesota Twins last won a playoff game? That's right. 18, oh, and 18. Years, and 18, ga- 18 years and 18 games. Yes, that is correct. 162 the longest, innings. the longest team losing streak in postseason history in North American sports history. It's crazy. Congratulations. All right, Dex, your second prediction. All right, write it down. You like writing things down. Minnesota Wild prediction. So, um, 
the Wild are going to get an additional second round pick. And this will be official basically today. Michael Russo reported yesterday that because they weren't able to assign Philippe Johansson their 2018 first round pick, they're going to get a comp pick in this year's draft in the second round. So the Wild will have three picks in the first two rounds of the NHL draft. They'll have, I believe, and I believe this is correct. Some of this still could change because the Stanley Cup's still going on. But I believe those picks are 24, 47, and 56. Okay. So right. This are you better down. off tra- trading these, or what's the? Are you sorry? Yeah, I make a prediction here. Write this down. The Wild will trade <laughs> at least one of those first three picks in the NHL draft. So one of those three picks will be right. traded. I don't know if it's for a player to make you better immediately. I don't know if it's to move back. I don't know if it's to move up. But one it's of a, those three it, picks is going to be traded. At this, my history. guess in the Fiala trade, right? Yeah. So, like, they'll get the seventh pick from the Senators, but they'll have to give them another pick or something. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing there, Declan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the game. Do you take issue with what Declan's doing here? Or? Zero. Okay. Smart prediction. No, I see it. Yeah. Sports son. You All go. Right. My second prediction, and I realize this is this is a hedge against my first prediction, which is which includes Steph Curry winning Finals MVP. But this is how you play the game here. Sometimes you have to throw a couple different darts at the board and see what hits. Write this down. The NBA Finals MVP will be Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins will win Finals MVP. That's a home run to me, baby. Oh, absolutely. That's a crush. That's a So here's what I could see happening. I saw saw someone put up a graphic on ESPN this morning that Steph Curry shoots 29% when Marcus Smart is the closest defender. So, So they... And I'm not saying they're just going to shut the Warriors down, but the Boston Celtics shut down the best three-point shooting team in the NBA in the Miami Heat. The Heat shot 31% from three. And it wasn't because they were just missing open looks. They weren't getting as many open looks. So could I, could I see a scenario where they pour all of that energy into just shutting down as much as possible Steph Curry and Klay Thompson from getting open looks? And then Wiggins just becomes by default the guy that gets 20 to 25 points and plays defense on Jason Tatum, et cetera. So... It's not likely, but I want to throw it out there that Andrew Wiggins will win NBA Finals MVP. Back to Drew. All right, for my last one, if I could have Judd take his headset off. Oh, good for him. All right. We'll We'll wave our arms when it's time to come back. Yeah, I don't trust him. Uh, All right. So I think you guys do this on Mac and Judd, but the next time that you guys go through the Vikings schedule and predict the wins, I'm predicting that Judd will have the Vikings at at least nine wins. Okay, so he'll he he had eight the first time. Yeah. So he's gonna add one. Okay. Yep. That's okay. it. Okay. And come back. Come on back, Judd. Got it. All right. There you go. Okay. Up. Let's see if let's All see right. if it comes off the board here. Let's give it a second. Okay. Tell me when. Tell me when I can go. Okay. All right. Let's want to see if it's gonna come off the board here. No. Okay. All right. You never know when these know. When these predictions could come off the no, board. They no, could strike no, at any time. I, they could strike I, I, in your sleep. Right in the, they could strike in your sleep. <laughs> I could fall into the pit of predictions. Sometimes things aren't going well. The, pit, the, the prediction pit. pit. The prediction pit eats up many a man. All right, right. All right. Uh, hold on. Let's hold on. let's uh, get let's hold yeah. On. Hold on there. Hold on hold there. On. Oh, you were. I thought you were wait, waiting for my prediction to see if it came mm. off the board. I'm unaware of what the prediction is. So. I know that's yeah, why it's that's fun because you could yeah. you could step in it at any okay, time. But here. I thought you wanted me to go. I got no, it. Okay. No. Okay. Go ahead. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? Me. 
I don't really like fast food now. Okay, I just want to throw throw Judd off the I'm Olivia man. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Olivia man. Good that answer. Doesn't o- that doesn't open the room for fast food a lot, okay, which I'm Good fine answer. With. All right, Drew, since you've got this life-changing platform here on Mackie and Judd, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Not really. Just big shout-out to you guys for the great content. So <laughs> keep it up. Love listening to you guys. Awesome, man. Well, Drew, great job with your predictions. Thanks for coming oh, yeah. on here. We'll definitely get you on again good. sometime. Good stuff. Right. Thanks. See you, Drew. That's guest listener predictor Drew taking his swings. Okay, now, Judd, go ahead. Your third and final. Okay, my third and final prediction for this week. The NBA Finals MVP, since we seem to be on a thread there. I've, I've called an audible here. The NBA Finals most valuable player will come from the leprechauns, the Boston Celtics. Okay. So the predictions here might be Steph Curry. It might be Wiggy. I'm going to go with it's going to come from the Celtics. That's the prediction. All right. It's going to be a Celtics player. Jason Tatum or somebody. You know what's Mm -hmm. funny about Wiggy? I was looking him up because everyone's lauding his postseason, right? Oh, my God. He's just breaking out. So he's played in the postseason twice. This year with the Warriors and then four years ago, whatever it was, five years ago with the Timberwolves. He averaged 15.8 points per game with the Timberwolves in the playoffs. He's averaging 15.8 points per game with the Warriors. He averaged the same number of rebounds, about the same number of assists, and he's shooting a couple percentage points. I think he was like 44%. Now he's 47% from the field. And now he's been a lockdown defender at times, and so I'm not saying he's the same player, but it's funny that he's pretty much the same player with a couple little bells and whistles, and he's being lauded because guess what? He's allowed to be the fourth guy roaming around and doing role player things. It's great for him. And that's life, right? Life is all about two things. Ask and expectations, right? Interesting. So, like, yeah. what when I was in when I was in a math class that was too smart, I was a miserable failure. When I got moved down to the dumb kids math <laughs> class, I was I was you spectacular. Yeah. Why? Because the fit was perfect. The fit was perfect. French class failing. I say I'm going to switch classes. I'm going to transfer. Oh, here's a pottery class. I'm not good at pottery, but I thrived because compared to French class, I was no longer asked to do something difficult. I would actually pay money if we would just do an episode of Mackie and Judd where Judd just does pottery for 30 minutes while spewing sports takes on the Scornout YouTube channel. I'm in for this. I would pay money for this. That class, first hour um, at Benilde, was the greatest, was one of the greatest classes I took because you got to be around let's just say characters and i learned more about people who were probably stoned but people in in that class than i did any smart class smart classes suck because the kids are just smart and they're like attentive what's what's fun to watch is when kids aren't attentive that's where i learned stuff. there it is judd's takes on, on school and classes i'm just impressed you remember the, the specific hour that you had a specific class from like allowed 40 to play years ago kq the morning show at the time and it was great was tom bernard on the show at that oh, time yeah yeah Man. he started in 80 i i, I want to say that might have been his first year oh my gosh 87 god that guy's been he's just been f- 40 Colhane, years man. tom and dan started in like 86 or so oh he's on he's it's incredible it is absolutely in- incredible. That was a great sports show too. He and and Mark were fantastic. Mark Rosen. Yeah. Rosen was great on that so show. Bad, uh, we'll get back to Judd's uh, reminiscing about high school classes here shortly. But Declan, your third and final. 
prediction. All right, my third and final prediction. Uh, Drew's inspired me. Break this down. <clears throat> um, I'm going to need Mackie to take off his headphones, though, for this prediction. Okay. To do this oh, prediction. Wow. I uh, don't want to. I wonder if this is going to give me, I wonder a, if this is going to give me a little bit of a hint about what Drew predicted about me. All right. All right. Uh, write this down, Judley. And hopefully the listeners do not spoil this either, please. So I, we're obviously reviewing <laughs> Top Gun Maverick this weekend. You know, we're all going to oh. go see it. Phil's going to go see it. So write this down. Mackie yeah. will give Top Gun Maverick an exact 10 out of 10 rating I when we would do it. The, that is a bunt. What do you mean it's a bunt? That is a bunt. I'm saying that it's a, a perfect bunt. score. I'm giving it. He, he could say it's a nine a, and it's a really good he'll, movie. He'll give it a, no, 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 no. Phil will give this thing a 10. Phil might start. I wouldn't say this is a bunt. I, it, it's not a bunt. I'm giving it you an exact. It is infield single. Is, no, it's it is not. Ten. It's going to get a 10. Yeah. I, okay, that's fine. I'm not telling you you can't make the prediction. I'm just telling you that Mackie has no, there's no chance he won't give this a 10. I mean, there's a. No chance. All right. Whatever. But yeah, no, it, it's fair. It's a fair prediction. It okay. is not a home run. All right. Phil, That's what I want to make very clear. I, I didn't say it was either, but I don't Okay. All right. All right. Phil, okay. Come okay. Come on. Phil, you're good. You're good. All right. Okay. Ooh, All right. Some controversy between Declan and I. Dust up. Wow. We had a dust up. What was the was the controversy about the specificity of Declan's prediction, or was it too much of, let me guess, it was too much of a bunt? Um, Sort of both. Sort of both. But, I mean, okay. let's just say that harsh words were had. Oh, wow. Harsh. Wow. I won't go back and listen because I don't want to cheat. No, don't, don't cheat. No, because I don't go back and listen. No. All right, here we go. Write this down. Final prediction here, boys. Presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years. And also, coming up this summer is the Federated Challenge, which has raised $44 million for Big Brothers Big Sisters since 2005. And so Big Brothers Big Sisters is all about one-to-one mentoring relationships between the bigs and kids who need some one-to-one relationships in their life. There's 5,000 bigs in Minnesota. If you want to become one and help some children um, maybe get to another rung in life at some point, you can find out more at federatedchallenge.org. That's federatedchallenge.org. Final prediction? Write it down. You like writing things down. I don't believe that Tim Conley is just going to sit around and, listen, I'm just going to do a couple things here and there. Otherwise, I'm just happy to be here. Write this down. Sometime between, I'll just say now and September 1st, the Timberwolves will swing a trade with an Eastern Conference team. There's a lot of interesting trade. The Pacers are out there. Oh, I thought, okay, okay. What? Oh, I I thought that you you were probably... Thinking of D'Lo to the uh, Knicks, which I think I can see that too. Happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes more and more sense. So I'm I'm going to be vague with this one. We'll get more okay. specific as we get closer. All right, fair. But the Wolves will make a trade with an Eastern Conference team. All right, by September first. Write this down. And those are your weekly predictions. The only show in America that puts statistics next to our predictions. You can never tell us that we don't admit that we were wrong. Uh, we do it. Actually, Declan's the only one that actually breaks even at 500 on this show. Yeah, I don't know. With his clowns. white hot start. That's 385. Seat. I'm not going to apologize for that. It's pretty good. It's pretty my, good. My football one, I will apologize for. <laughs> it's been an uh, abomination. I've been embarrassing. Uh, if you guys are watching us on the Score North YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button and the like button so we can help spread the word about the show and Score North. And check us out also on the Purple Daily Podcast and YouTube channel, our daily Vikings discussions. Yes, even during the offseason, we talk Vikings 365 days a year on Score North and Purple Daily. We'll see you guys for Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but... 
always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.